Hello, friends. This is Pastor Aaron Case back with you to do our daily devotion. Today, we're going to be covering Genesis chapter 30 and 31. And what we see is in chapter 29, which is leading up to all that we're going to cover today, Jacob marries Leah and Rachel, which was a train wreck, right? That was a crazy mess where Jacob's father-in-law, Laban, had tricked him and What we saw was Leah was despised. She was not the favorite. It was an obvious thing. And so what did God do? God blessed her. God took care of her. And and that leads us into chapter 30, where we see that Rachel bore no children, and she was jealous of her sister. And this is one point where we can look and see that, man, we we have this so backwards, don't we, church? We have this so backwards. It's so sad that we see children as a cramp of our style or they need to fit into our life plan rather than beginning with children as being a blessing and seeing them as an heritage, as eternal beings who God gives into our homes to raise for His own glory. Um, We can learn a lot about how the Bible portrays children and the blessing of them. And anyway, so With that aside, we see Rachel says something that, of course, seems a little bit familiar to us. Um, She says, okay, since I can't have kids, she takes one out of a play out of Sarah's playbook and says, you know what, I'll give Jacob my servant, Bilhah, and therefore, then I can have the seed that I'm looking for, right? I can have the child that I want. And that's not going to go well, right? They're taking God's plan and making it their own rather than trusting. And one thing I want us to see here is, and what's kind of interesting and really not surprising is, even though Abraham fought Sarah and then finally gave in and made the wrong choice, Jacob, of course, doesn't fight at all. He just goes with it. And this reminds me of a little commercial break. I'm sure someone, one of the other fellows will bring it up, but it reminds me of the great pastor, uh, my favorite preacher ever, um, outside of Scripture, Charles Spurgeon, when he was asked after talking about the passage, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated, and a lady came up to him afterwards and said, I struggle with the fact, in so many words she tells him, I struggle with the fact that God could hate Esau. I just can't believe that. That's terrible. And where the great preacher showed his wisdom he responded again in so many words by saying, "My ma'am, I do not struggle with the part of Esau I hated. I struggle with Jacob I loved. And I don't know about you, church, but I am so thankful because I can't understand why God loves me, why God gave his son for me to redeem me, to cleanse me, to purchase me, to glorify me ultimately uh, with his son. Like, what a thought. What an amazing thought that is. The gospel is so good. I'm thankful for Jacob I loved. Amen. Um, So anyway, Rachel feels like she's one. But of course, as sisters can do, this doesn't just happen with brothers. As sisters can do, it becomes a competition. So Leah gives Jacob Zilpah her servant and Well, she bears Jacob a son now, too. And so we see the drama going back and forth. I can't even imagine what supper time was like and all of the looks and all of the dealings going on in this family and how crazy it must have been. And another case in point was Reuben, Leah's son, goes out 
and he picked some mandrakes. Mandrakes were like an egg-shaped fruit that was known to have medicinal purposes. And Rachel sees that and said, I, I want some of those things. And Leah's like, okay, but you have taken my husband. Now you're going to take what my son goes and picks? And she said, okay, let's make a deal. I'll give you Jacob for the night if you'll give me those mandrakes. And Leah's like, deal, right? And so as Jacob's coming in from the field, Leah tells him, listen, I purchased this night from you. Like, what a weird thing to say, right? And he goes into her and she conceives a son and then also a daughter not long after that. And and so we see God giving blessing and ultimately God remembers Rachel. God remembers Rachel and she gives birth to her son and she names him, they name him Joseph, right? And, and I just want to take a break there just for a second to say, um, my wife and I have struggled with infertility. And this is a word to you ladies and also to men out there. Um, obviously, we can't understand the struggle completely that ladies go through. Um, girls, listen, I know it is a natural thing to want to be a mom. Like, it's actually not normal to not want to be a mom. That is a disordered uh, passion. But I know some of you long to be a mother, and at least to this point, that isn't going to happen. Listen, it took Jamie and I 11 years for God to decide uh, to bless us with our first son. But I want you to know, regardless of where you find yourself, God is enough. The comfort of the Lord is enough. He will bless you with his loving kindness. And though you want to struggle, you will have a struggle, you will have pain, you'll have disappointment. If it is not to be, I'm telling you, there are ways, obviously, to be a mother physically and spiritually. We need more godly women in our church who show what the Bible says of what it means to be a woman. Titus 2 women, loving on others. But also don't give up hope. Um, God can bless you. Your story isn't over simply because of the fact of if you have children now or not. Um, There are many women who've been where you've been who didn't have children and some who have. And let them encourage you. Let them let you know that God will be enough. And men, let's be sensitive and loving to women, not fully understanding what they go through, but understanding that God is enough and pointing them to the goodness of Jesus Christ, okay? So so what do we see here? After all this blessing, Jacob tells Laban, his father-in-law, I'm heading out, right? It's time for me to go back home. And they make up this deal. They talk about what Jacob's going to take, and he's going to take all these spotted lambs, these lambs who are, have, have all these blemishes, and he's going to go with them. And, I, and I, again, I think of the gospel right there, right? Aren't you thankful that uh, Jacob being a picture of our Lord taking the spotless lambs for his own, right? Taking us and calling us his own, adopting us? Oh, well, that's a good news, right? And so Laban agrees to this and then immediately goes full Laban on him, right? He takes his what is to be his son-in-law's inheritance, has his son take sons take them, go and pasture 
a couple days away. And Jacob sees this and understands what has happened. And what we know is you can't out shady Jacob, right? <laughs> you can't out shady Jacob. So what does Jacob do? He puts these uh, these pieces of wood at the trough where the fish, where the fish, yeah, where the sheep would come. That that's a weird picture, but anyway, where the sheep would come, and they would mate at the at the troughs. And what would happen is they would run into these sticks that were sharpened, and they would get these markings on them. And so whenever the strongest would go to mate, that's what Jacob would allow. But when the weakest would come, he would lead them away. So what ended up happening? All the weakest ended up being Laban's. And so we go into chapter 31, and we see Laban's sons start running their mouth. They start seeing what's going on here. And all of a sudden, Laban starts to get mad. And so the Lord says, go home. The Lord tells Jacob, go home. Let's read verses 4 through 7 of chapter 37, or excuse me, chapter 31. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah into the field where his flocks were and said to them, I see that your father does not regard me with with favor as he did before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me and changed my wages 10 times, but God did not permit him to harm me. So God says to Jacob, I see what Laban's doing to you, but I'm God. I'm the God of Bethel where you anointed the pillar. Go home. I'm going to take care of you. And something beautiful here, something really cool is Leah interjects and she says, listen, we're strangers here with our father. We have no inheritance here. What God says, go and do. What a blessing it is to have a woman who sees things as she should and is that beautiful helpmate, and she gives Jacob good testimony and good counsel here to go and to go home. And so they leave. They take off. They sneak out of there. Laban gets word of this, and he catches up to them and says, hey, you tricked me, which is kind of ironic, right? Laban is the absolute trickster, um, and that's what he's known for. That's why Jacob has two wives at this point, right? At least two. Uh, But anyway, so he says, why didn't you let me say goodbye? Why didn't you let me kiss my grandkids? Why didn't you let me do all these things? And also, someone stole some of my household gods. And Jacob's like, listen, I was afraid of you because you're crazy, right? I mean, he was. He is crazy. And as for the stolen goods, whoever, you know, if you can steal gods, that's kind of, anyway, that's a whole another point. But if you can steal gods, they're kind of puny gods, right? to quote the Hulk. But anyway, uh, whoever has them is going to die. And what Jacob didn't know is that his girl, his favorite, Rachel, is the one who stole them. And so he goes and he says, you can look. Go check my tents. Go look. So he does. And obviously, Rachel has them under her as she is sitting on the horse. And they go to check. And she says, please forgive me. I can't get down the way the woman is upon me. And so Rachel is spared. Rachel is spared. They go on. And as this search continues, Jacob gets mad. And I would imagine, what, the tons and tons of years of service and frustration kind of come to a head. And so what do they do? They decide to make a covenant. So you don't go past this area, and I won't go past this area. 
And so in the morning, Laban says goodbye to his family. They separate ways and they make the covenant again not to go past this certain point so that there will be peace. Man, so many things, so many truths that we could look at in there. So many truths that I know God will point out to you as you read. Let's praise the Lord that he leads us regardless. Sometimes we are to stay and to go through different situations trusting him. And sometimes he moves us on. But regardless, we are to trust him as Lord. Amen. Hope you have a great day, friends.